0: welcome to the swike podcast the only podcast that shares
1: the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs careers and life the swike podcast the stuff i wish i knew earlier hi everyone and welcome back to the swike stuff i wish i knew earlier podcast and we're joined here again with hendra who was in a previous episode he's our uh Cybersecurity guru, <laughs> and we'll ask him a bunch of stuff about uh, mentorship and starting a job. And what topic that I think we want to cover this uh, session is to talking about uh, now that you've got a job, now what, right? So, uh, well, H- Hendra, not recently, but uh, ha- has transitioned from a long career within uh, university and, and, and in his career path into a, a new role. And it's been probably like a year and a half now. But if we can uh, step back or, or think about kind of the first kind of uh, 30, 60, 90 days that you were there. Like, what, what what did you do? Kind of week one, and how did you put a plan into action in order to for you to kind of set yourself up for success uh, during those first few days uh, on your job?
0: Well, basically, when I started, it was not easy. You, it's just like any other transition when you move from one job to another. You find you, you usually you find out that there are so many things coming at you at the same time and and i would say it's like drinking from the fire hose <laughs> but at the same time you are you are all excited and you want to do well most of uh, i found out the f- the first the first week i was a little bit overwhelmed but then i'm lucky i got um, i got a few close colleagues and it happens that the the organization that i i move into a uh, very are good at supporting new employees. Hmm. So that's uh, that's one of the bonus points for me. I, and I think I'm as fortunate that I got that. But it's also important that you unders- you have a framework or you have a strategy on dealing with uh, different phases in the, uh, uh, the uh, when you get a new job. I call that, you know, I, I understand that there's always an onboarding process, which is officially from the, uh, from the company that you join itself. But it's also good that you have something at the back of your pocket that you can use to make sure that your onboarding process is uh, is more successful and it's also fun for you to, uh, to go through.
1: Yeah, and I understand that for some companies, uh, like there's an expectation of building what, what's called like a 30, 60, 90 day plan. So kind of like month one, two and three. Uh, and figuring out like, well, what do you need to do? So if you can kind of walk folks through kind of your 30, 60, 90 day plan and what you did. And uh, obviously these are for, for larger companies where the onboarding process is, is kind of set. And even for some executive level roles, that's part of the interview process. You actually have to create uh, your, your 30, 60, 90 day plan uh, to see how you would do it because they wanna see whether you're coming in uh, w- with uh, hitting the ground running, so to speak or if you're just gonna like, I don't know, figure stuff out o- over the, the next little while, right? Uh, but if you can walk folks through your plan, I think it's a good exercise for folks to start doing uh, whether they uh, are about to start or they've already started. Because <laughs> uh, if you haven't done these things then you might want to go back in and, and, and make sure some of this stuff is done as well.
0: Sounds good. Um, so for me, the first, the first 30 days are uh, important. And I think what, what I did successfully, and yeah, I will also share what I didn't do as well as I thought I should do. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that I find really useful is to take notes of, of everything that you think that will be useful in the future and make sure that that note is well organized and searchable. For example, if uh, if someone gives you a password for you to use on a system, you probably want to remember that properly and make sure it's, it's safe in a, in a secure manner. Because as you, when you join a company, usually, especially if it's a large company, sometimes you have multiple password or multiple access, right, you, this is your phone and this is your access and they'll give you likely a phone number it's not. It's not. I don't think you can memorize it right away. So it's good to take note on what's your phone number because you'll get asked often. And the second part is also uh, they will give you a bunch of cards. Like pro- potentially, this is the access card. This is the printer's card, and all kind of stuff that you need to do. And you want to make sure that uh, you you organize that properly. So I I took a lot of notes from from that aspect, which uh which I can always go back to if I, let's say if I forgot which system I need to access, then the note will come in handy. So that's one. And the other thing that I, I, I find that I did well was I start, I start to identify few key people, which I, I think that they are important in helping me getting onboarded quickly. One of the most important person is the tech support. You really want to know how to contact contact tax support. Why? I under if uh, because you typically sooner or later you will bump into a technical issues. Whether you need a mouse, you need a keyboard, or your some application on your desk on your work work computer is not working. So that is uh, that is key and and typically and sometimes. You probably need access to a certain system that was not uh, that was not uh, that was not done properly, and it's probably not anyone's fault. It's just that they uh, the people don't really understand what your role is, and suddenly in the uh, after that you're given a task to do, and then you need access to a system. And usually the tax support person or the people who can get you access to tax support to to make that happen uh, faster and and you can start to work on on the tasks that you're assigned to do. And I think uh, that's one person. What I find useful is also to start talking to your HR people or your HR person. This is not in your first 30 to 60, uh, the first 90 days, but I think the HR person is someone you want to always be in touch with I know that many people don't think that it's important. And, and I do think it's important, let me tell you why. Because um, in my experience, the HR person is the one that will tell you, will help you complete the paperwork. You don't want to be you know, two, three years into the job and you know that when you enter the job, there's a paperwork missing, mm-hmm. right? And keep in mind that there'll be a tax, uh, there'll be time where you need tax document there will be time where you need to understand what your benefit is and all kind of uh, administrative stuff, and usually HR pr- person is the the go to person for uh, for you to understand all this stuff, especially in the first thirty days. But in a few years, I'm sure it's good to always maintain the relationship because they are always they are usually the people who. Who uh, who can let you know if there is a new opportunity within the company itself? Uh, in my case, also, I got I got assigned a mentor, and it's tremendous. It's uh, tremendously useful. The mentor is not someone who will just tell you what to do, but you can. It's someone you can ask all kind of questions. If you don't have, if you don't get assigned one, ask for one. Because that is the person that you're going to ask, where is the washroom? What is, uh, what is the, uh, the, the dress code? How do people usually communicate? Where do you get your coffee? You will have a lot of, um, you, you have to learn a lot about the office uh, 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 things that usually don't, are not written in the onboarding process. Like, where do you get a paper clip? Where do you pick up your printers? Uh, print, where do you pick up your printouts and, and just pretty much a bunch of stuff. In my case, especially when uh, we don't have a main office, we do have a central office, but at the same time, there are so many satellite offices. There are times where the meeting is at the other building and this is where you want to know how, what is the best way to get to the building. And that's where you can ask your mentor, and and the other thing is, let's say if there's a there's a lunch party going on, or there's a big meeting, a town hall, and who and who, usually the mentor is the person that you you ask questions. And I would say if you don't have one, ask for one. Uh, what what do you? That's all I have. Uh, do you have anything to add, Luki?
1: Yeah, I would also add uh, kind of admin assistants and and office coordinators or things like that, people who make the office run. So uh, definitely tech support, I would agree with with that because sometimes you lose something, you forget something uh, or you leave it at home for whatever. And and to be able to quickly grab something or have someone that you can talk to uh, can be a lifesaver for sure. And and passwords and things like that for sure. Uh, HR, uh, yeah, payroll benefits, folks that can help you because something worked or didn't work, or you forgot to do this and that paperwork, uh, then then, oftentimes knowing uh, someone can help it. But the, the, uh, the admin assistant, so kind of your your uh, bosses or your the managing director's uh, admin or something like that. Sometimes if you need to get in someone's calendar, knowing them it would be great. Someone who uh, roams around uh, or manages the office, right? So where, where this applies, where the things, oftentimes they'll be uh, the ones letting you know what's happening around the office, which I think is, is, is great and needed um and and the way that i would approach that is is just get to know them ha- stop off have conversations uh i like to if i can like bribe them <laughs> in the sense that <laughs> knowing knowing their their coffee preferences and then once in a while i like, grab them grab them a coffee a drink a tea whatever and, and knowing the preference because if they don't uh, like coffee then make sure you get them the tea and make sure you get the 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 energy drink or whatever it is uh maybe maybe chocolates or, or or snacks or desserts or whatever and it doesn't mean that you have to do it every day but like uh once in a while like uh, once a season once a quarter or, or make sure to uh give them something for for for, for the holidays or whatever i think uh, can be such a nice gesture the fact that you're thinking about them and it goes a long way to, to building relationships and and just your uh kind of stature within the office so uh, the, the sooner that you can kind of know uh the, the people's uh, preferences and stuff of like that i think would be better and yeah would echo all of those things and uh I, I think that that's a lot of great great advice what do you do after kind of for the next uh like the the 30 to get to your 60 <laughs> and to get to your 90 what would you do
0: uh to get to my 60 usually what i do um uh by that time i i assume that you would have understand the, uh, the organizational structure a little bit, you should know who and who, like, uh, you know, how many people are reporting to your managers, how, n- how many people are in your immediate uh, department, and you should probably have met a few people outside of your department, and you should understand the roles of those people, uh, what do they do, and what value they bring to, uh, to the company, and how they can uh how when you're going to engage them in uh in in whatever tasks that you are given or you're assigned to now what i usually do uh is to to by that time you should have one or two tasks assigned to you because you have been there for 30 days usually they are the easy tasks uh um And I would suggest that when you are completing the task, try not to to do it quick, but to do it in in a manner that will give you the most learning because a lot of people, when they join a company, when they say, okay, this is a task for you, they want to impress the manager or the boss. So they they, they try to complete as fast as possible, right? At that time, it's uh, it's, understand- it's good if you can complete it as soon as possible, but it's better if you can take a little bit of a time given to you uh, a few days later, be- because it's understandable if you cannot complete it in time, right? So the time given to you would be lenient, I would assume. So you use that time to the maximum by learning as much as possible about completing the task. Let's say the, com- the task is for you to actually uh, Summarize a document or an article, right? So instead of just summarizing the entire article, you probably want to go above and beyond for your own learning by potentially checking on the uh, uh, the writing style or the people who would approve. What 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 are the what are the uh, uh, what are the best way to do it? Who would you talk to? How many people you should check with? So, so try to understand the, the entire ecosystem that, you, that is necessary to complete the task. A lot of people just solely focus on at the end goal. They don't really uh, spend a lot of time in the journey because I think the journey itself is important because they will allow you, will they will they'll give you a lot of understanding that will make your next task easier to complete. Yeah, I'm not that, sure if I explained it properly. So I guess you can probably chime in a little bit, Luki.
1: No, it makes sense. So it reminds me of a time when, when early in my career that uh, the partner basically asked me to help him uh, book Trump travel to one of the conferences that they have. So there's like an annual conference in Las Vegas. <laughs> and basically, all I really needed to do is kind of make sure that we had the kind of like tickets booked, uh, like for a flight and a hotel, right? So that's essentially what, what I was uh, asking for. And I could have done that in, I don't know, like, like a couple of minutes, maybe an hour or something like that, right? But uh, I, I kind of took a step back and thought, you know what? Like, let's pretend that one day I would go to this <laughs> conference, which at some point I, I wanted to. So what would I want to do? So I actually took a look at there, the itinerary, and, and it was a, a, like a three-day conference, I think a three-day or multi-day conference. And basically what I did is I planned out their schedule to say, you know what, uh, there's all these different breakouts and whatever. And we actually have some clients that are going into this one and and ones that would be interested here. So I, I, I think you should go to this one instead of that one. And then uh, actually uh, put some recommendations on one of like the review sites on like good places to eat and and uh, places to go afterwards that were um, kind of legal and appropriate. <laughs> uh, you might want to take a look at some shows and things like that because it is it is Vegas, right? Um, so they can do what they, what they do but it it put it together this itinerary and instead of taking one hour it probably took me four right so a little longer uh, than it was and then uh, he, he wasn't asking for it uh, right away and, and he at any time during the day and I presented to him I think the next day he's like wow like this is amazing <laughs> uh, because like I, I just thought you'd book a, a, the flight in the hotel for, for us right and uh, we ended up all this and, and that really left a mark on them to, to show that hey uh, you give some, this person something relatively trivial and, and somewhat menial even uh, but they're able to do all that so what other things could you give them that that he might actually enjoy and want to do and what could you do with that so i think that that set me up for a lot of good success in 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 that respect so i encourage folks to kind of play off that as well but that's kind of from my from my experience so uh, uh,
0: wow well, i have to say your, your example is way better than my example <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, sometimes it is, but uh, yeah, it's always the grass is greener type of thing. So, what what about for like the last thirty? So, so from your sixty to your ninety, what are some of the other things that that you'd wanna wanna get through?
0: Uh, The last thirty, typically, uh, I would uh, I would go back to the uh, to the fact that maybe not in everyone's case. In in many cases, the the first three months or the ninety days. Uh, the uh, the probation era, right? The probation time where they will decide whether you get to keep the job or they will tell you, you know, you are not you are not the right fit for the company. So the last thirty days, I, I would use it to actually get some feedback. It's not in my case. I'm not sure it was in my case or not, but I just asked for feedback for the last for the last thirty days, and and uh, typically now. By that time, I would assume that you have made a few friends, and uh, you have, you know, gone for coffee a few times with your colleague, or your know, people that you have identified. I think that is the best time for you to ask for feedback. Uh, ask them, uh, and ask them relevant questions. For example, if it's uh, if the same peer uh, that you know you are doing pretty much the same task, ask about you know how you do like uh ask for ask for an honest feedback keeping in mind that sometimes it's not as easy to obtain that honest feedback mm-hmm. if they can give you an honest feedback you know like keep your ego aside take it sometimes you probably disagree but take it anyway because um because sometimes you are not aware of your own shortcomings right and and it's important and it, this will allow you not this doesn't only the benefit for doing that, it's not only for you to understand whether how well you are doing the first sixty days, but at the same time, it sends a mess. It sends a message to the uh, to the person you ask for feedback, saying that you are coachable. I think that's more valuable than just getting the feedback. Mm-hmm. So by doing so, you uh, there, you achieve a few things that sometimes you are not aware of, or I I, I didn't aware, I wasn't aware of. The first thing is the message that I am coachable. So that means I'm willing to take some feedback and I'm looking to grow and that's important. The second piece is you actually respect this person enough to ask for his feedback or her feedback because this person spent 60 days uh, trying to answer all your question, trying to stop what they are doing in the middle of, uh, of uh, you know trying to complete the task and helping you to get you up to the speed, so I think it's uh, that's the least you can do is to respect this person and ask for his feedback, right? The other things that sometimes will will come as a surprise is, it's very likely that your manager will go back and ask this person uh, on his feedback, his feedback on you, right? He will say, hey, so and so, how is Hendra doing? What do you think? Do you think he's uh, he's keeping up? Did you find that he, he, he has any challenge? What you want or what you're looking for is this person who has been mentoring you for the past 60 days to provide good feedback to the manager that hire you, right? So that is another benefit that I, I think uh, we can get. Other than that, also ask, uh, also ask your manager for feedback to see if he has anything to add. What is his observation? And one thing that I want to add, uh, last but not least, I will take this from from your tips, Luki, is to actually uh, find a way to appreciate those people who have who have who have been helping you. So the tax support personnel, the uh, the admin, the admin people who run the office, and especially the mentors who you asked to get assigned to you or was assigned to you, um, just find a way to appreciate their effort. Like you said, buy them a coffee, buy them tea, buy them donuts, buy them donuts, or, or try, try to make sure that they, they they feel that you appreciate their effort. That would be uh, something that I'd share. Or oh, one more thing, which I forgot to mention, is that typically in the first three months, you have to complete onboarding training, right? And make sure you, you get that done early because usually it comes back and bite you if you don't do it. If you're too busy with something else, that is the, uh, the one that it sounds, um, it doesn't sound important, but then it's actually critical that you get it done. Mm-hmm. So the, I guess that's all from me. Do you have anything else to add yourself?
1: Yeah, I think for me, what I'd encourage you to, to try to do is uh, as you're getting to know the, the folks around you is figure out how, how you can be of help to, to them, right? So there's your work that you want to make sure gets done, absolutely. Uh, but it's also uh, being helpful to other people. One, it helps you get to know them a little bit more. It gets to help you uh, understand their work and how it relates to yours. And then you're, you're just helping them out, right? So it's in lieu of giving them a donut, right? like taking some stuff off their plate can, can is usually a welcome. And obviously not to the point where they have to stop and, and teach you how to do it. But if there are things that you can do independently and, and um, just make it easier for them, then, uh, hey, I, I heard you mention blah, 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 blah. So I decided to do it uh, for you. Like, wow, it, it might've only taken you an hour a half a day or whatever. And it's your own time uh, because you still got your own work. But if you can do that, like it, it leaves a lasting impression. And um, the, the, other, the last thing I'd probably add is to think about uh, how you fit in the organization and, and what is your impact? Because I find that's something that helps people from a sustainability perspective, where if you're doing the work and just the job and that's all you're doing, that helps for a while. <laughs> but if you're gonna truly understand, well, how do you help the company? How do you help the, cl- the client, the end customer? Uh, who is really being helped by the work that you do? having and knowing that impact is is uh, e- essential in order to feel a little bit more kind of purposeful and having some fulfillment with what you do versus it just having, um, being a paycheck, right? Something that you do, right? So, uh, and you, you probably won't get it on the last 30 days, but it's one where it's poke around and start exploring like, wh- where is my impact? And it might take you months or years to get to really understand uh, that. But uh, if you can start that that journey, I think it would be helpful yeah. And then once you get there, then you can start looking beyond for your kind of longer term goals. What about beyond three months, like the 12 month and then the, the two year, five year, whatever, whatever milestone. And uh, we'll, we'll probably talk in a future episode on things like, well, now that you've been settled, like, what about promotions and raises? And then how, how about different projects and things like that? And and how do you get more settled into your uh, into your job? So uh, I, I think there's a lot of great and interesting feedback from, from you, uh, Hendra. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you'll join us for an upper, another episode uh, where we can chat a little bit more about, uh, jobs, careers, and life.
0: Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Okay. Thanks, Hendra. Take care.
1: Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Lukidanu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U. And the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.